everything worthwhile in life takes time. Life is freaking hard. Everybody would like the magic wand. I'd say room for improvement. Being unapologetically yourselves. This is who I am. Come and join me. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Please be aware that today's episode may contain some adult language and will most likely include adult content. So please keep that in mind if little ones are nearby. Welcome everybody to this episode of The Best Parts. This is Nikki and today we get to pull up a chair with the mondo fabulous Dr. Mel Krug. After spending years in and out of doctor's offices, Dr. Mel started to feel like just a number in her health journey. Pills, restrictive diets, and numbing emotions just weren't cutting it anymore. After discovering the powerful healing benefits of network spinal chiropractic care, Dr. Mel radically overcame her own personal health challenges moving from menstrual cycle dysfunction and emotional trauma to more power and strength in both her body and mind. Dr. Mel then founded Inspire Life Chiropractic Center in 2017, where she now helps hundreds of women and families every year overcome chronic health challenges, including anxiety, indigestion, trauma, sleep, mental health, and so much more. Additionally, Dr. Mel has started working with clients in the realm of business mentorship and entrepreneurial startups. She is dedicated to helping women reclaim their power, navigate stress naturally with more ease, and ultimately live a life filled with empowerment and inspiration from within. She is a network spinal practitioner, business mentor, co-podcaster with her brother, Michael, on the Inspire Life podcast, triathlete, bodybuilder, artist, foodie, and rugby playing love-filled badass. And I added that last part myself because I know her pretty well. (laughs) So without further ado, the woman, the leader, the legend, Dr. Mel, thank you for pulling up a chair with us today. Hmm. Thank you for having me, Nikki, and all of you beautiful ladies. I'm excited to be here. I know you've gone through your own healing journey, as I just said a few seconds ago. How did that lead you to wanting to support other people on their own unique journeys? So I did not grow up with chiropractic care. I like to phrase it as I had somewhat of a downward spiral from the get-go. I was born with the cord wrapped around my neck. When I grew up, I suffered from ear infections and waking and just parents getting divorced. And then in my adolescent years into college, I was dealing with menstrual cycles, as you said, Nikki. And once I became more of a high-level athlete, I just realized like, okay, this, although it's common in our culture, does not seem normal. And it wasn't until I actually, thankfully, my rugby coach at the time said, hey, I know that you are curious about what you want to do with your career. You're dealing with some of your own stuff. Like, I really implore you to go look at this chiropractor. And I had really no idea what it was until I showed up at his office. And before he even touched my spine or did any sort of exam, he educated me that the body is really intelligent. The body is really beautiful. And that unless we get to the underlying cause, we're only going to be scratching the surface and we have to get to those deeper wounds that we experience even from childbirth, even from when we're sharing space in the womb. And he really just opened my eyes to getting to the cause. And I started getting adjusted from him and my whole world did this 180, 360, 540, 1080 spiral. I was an athlete at the time and playing high level rugby in France and Wales and Canada. And I started just magically losing weight. My low back pain went away. My menstrual cycles re-regulated. And I just felt like this veil of emotional baggage was lifted off of me. And I realized this is what I want to do. This makes sense to me. 
And I just saw the potential for everyone else around me. So starting with my family, my brother has an amazing healing story from chiropractic and it just started to ripple out. So I just found my own powerful within. And I was like, this has to be possible for everyone. I love when people use their journeys and their wounds and their ouchy places to when, once they're healed or healing to put it out into the world, because you're like, everybody needs to know this. It's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that I really was inspired by after school was like, I need to get this out there. So when I graduated to kind of complete that journey and where I'm at today, I opened my business right out of school, which some people would call crazy. I called it divine intervention. And now it's been three and a half years, but I feel like I've been in practice for gosh, 10 years and to be able to care for people in a way that allows their light to shine through and be that vessel and space holder for their innate healing potential is a gift every single day. And not to say that it doesn't come with trials and challenges, but it's through, as you were saying, Nikki, those traumas and challenges that we go through that we really can find our triumphs and we can find our gifts that we're meant to bring to this world. I talk about that every single day (laughs) as a career coach and helping people really connect to what they do. Oh, you just, you give me goosebumps when you talk about how you're able to find what that is on the inside and put it out into the world in a way that just really connects you. Mm, Yeah. It's well said. Oh. Yeah. Goosebumps. I've been a a chiropractor aficionado for a long time. I didn't grow up with one as a child, Mm -hmm. but by the time I was in my thirties, I was seeing a chiropractor. I'm just curious if you were wanting to talk to somebody who hadn't been to a chiropractor, what would you tell them? Cause there used to be bad stereotypes about them, but I form amazing relationships with my chiropractors. Yeah. Laura, that's one of the bumps in the road that sometimes shows up. I've definitely had people unfortunately refer to me as a quack, as a, a doctor that doesn't have any credibility. And what I always say is if you think about how our bodies are supposed to operate, and if you think about if we only, and I like to use analogies a lot, I like to paint visuals for people. And I like to say, look, if you have a light on in your vehicle, like an engine check light, and if we only just put a piece of duct tape over it, sure, the light goes away, but are we getting to the cause of the problem? And this is for someone who has no idea really what chiropractic is. And I share, that's what we as chiropractors do is we see the body is, yes, it's a beautiful machine, but it's a vitalistic machine and the body can heal if we're getting to the cause and we go deeper. And chiropractic is really, it's not just, you know, back and neck pain. It goes so much deeper because your spine is within your back and your nervous system is guarded or is within that spine. And so as we work with the spine and nervous system, we have the power to shift and support all those other functions that the central nervous system controls. And I'm always very mindful of my language, especially when I'm talking to people where it's very new, because it's easy for me to go into like neurology and neuroscience. And that can really overwhelm people, as I'm sure you ladies know, with some of the work that you do, but keeping it very basic is something that I really value in initial conversations. So I always start with, Hey, let's, let's assess your nervous system and really get to the cause of why your body's not healing the way it was designed. And that's one thing I'm always super critical on in my language is that your body can heal. We just need to work with it. Maybe in a different way, we need to get to helping that central nervous system come back to life. Highly recommend it for anybody on the fence. I'm just saying. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things too, that it's not a quick fix. And sometimes you need to be engaged in a process because health is a process. It's not a quick fix. Health is a process. And any one of the chiropractic principles is that anything worthwhile takes time. 
whether that's a healing process, whether that's building a business, whether that's helping your clients when it comes to coaching, shift their behaviors and their mindset, everything worthwhile in life takes time. Yeah. That's definitely something I think we run into in coaching is everybody would like the magic wand the or the <laughs> magic words and make me better as fast oh, yeah. as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Dr. Mel, as Nikki shared all that you are, and I'm sure there's even more that was not shared at the top of the episode. <laughs> I'm really curious as we're talking into this, you're clearly multi-passionate and you have all of these different parts. And I'm curious how that intersectionality of all of those parts shows up for you when there's so much that's going on. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's such an in-depth question. I love it, Kim. The best parts, right? That's this podcast. That's right. I, because I am a multi-passionate, multi-faceted being on this planet, one of the things that really helps me stay focused and intentional is having essentially a mantra for my life and everything that I'm doing. So whether it's playing rugby or doing chiropractic work or coaching my, you know, business clients and chiropractic students, my mantra really, and it came from chiropractic is that I am a vessel of planetary healing and planetary change. And the more I can feel and embody that in my system, I really feel like that allows me to show up present in all areas of my life because it, from the outside, it can seem like there is a lot going on, but I feel if I always have that mantra in the back of my mind of how can I be present? How can I be a vessel of whatever work is meant to show up in the now come through? I think the more magical healing and results show up for people because I'm being present and I'm not staying in that space of all the parts. It's integrating the parts and trusting what comes through is meant to come through in maybe a facet of my life. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that oh was Oh my gosh, my... it deeply made sense to me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That just came yeah. through. Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to ask the people that have called you a quack, have they met you? They have. Because everything you're saying is amazing. They need this podcast, Sarah. That's what they yeah. need. And you know, I I have found it's definitely comes from different generations, but that's not always the case because I, I care for people when they're in the womb. And my oldest practice member, unfortunately, she's passed away. She was an amazing woman, but she was 94. So it's a consciousness thing and people have to be open. And some people are just very stuck in their ways and that's okay. It's definitely something that is non-traditional and you have to be open to it. Yeah, I'd say that with life coaching too. It's mm. just becoming more accepted. There's less stigma around it. Yeah, I um, love that. Yeah. I wanted to circle back to something you said, if that's okay, about being present. For you, I mean, you obviously have high energy, super dynamic person, all sorts of tools. When you're struggling, when you're not that vessel of healing and you're not feeling that way, what is your go-to for getting back to being present? I am a person of the body. So for me... I need to get into my body because I, when I notice I'm feeling stressful or I'm not as in tune, I'm generally more in my head. And so the more, and I think that comes from being an athlete from age five, my way of being present. And any of you who have been athletes know this, it's timeless when you're on the field and you just have the synchronicity with people around you. And so I personally like to dance. I will turn on my favorite like Latin music or I'll turn on just, I don't know. I have gen, I have a hip hop vibe about me. Like I'll jam out to some Kanye West, believe about him what you want, but I will dance 
I will move, I will work out, I will go for walks. I I do like to cook as well. So I generally will just pivot the energy. I'll bring my focus somewhere else that's working for me, but generally it's within my body and dancing is a good way that I, I clear energy and get back into my intuition and best vessel self. I agree with you. Having been an athlete my whole life, going for a run is the greatest way to get out of your head. Yeah. I've heard that you do TikTok videos, so I'm going to guess that <laughs> that's one of those things to get into the present oh, as yeah. well. I haven't seen one yet. There are videos of me dancing. So if you go on there and I, I like to have fun with healing too, because I think sometimes we can take health challenges so seriously. And when people see maybe a doctor having fun and being more light, it I don't know. I feel like it attracts other people. It allows other people to do that. So there's definitely videos of me dancing out there. Yes. (laughs) Well, and one thing when we were, you know, gathering our guests, one of the things that I shared with the group was how you are, because you are so solidly yourself and you are just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. You give permission to other people to do the same, not by you saying, Hey, you do you, but just because of who you are. And this is just one of those examples of that. Like, Hey, this is who I am. If you want to, please come and join me. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for saying that, Nikki. I feel like if we all are just ourselves that subconsciously and automatically can give permission for other people to do the same. And maybe there does need to be an invitation there, but I feel like the more that human beings can show up as themselves and be goofy and laugh. I mean, if you come into our office, sometimes Michael and I are doing just the weirdest stuff. (laughs) But we have found that energy allows people to do the same and that we don't have to take life so seriously. Being unapologetically yourselves. Yes, true that. Mel, you kind of talked a little bit into this. And when I was doing some research for this podcast, I really gravitated towards this idea of focusing on what works well for people. Mm. And when you can highlight when lean into what's working and expand in that versus we sometimes get so tangled up in our weaknesses or mm. I like to call them our unstrengths, but we get so tangled up on how do we improve that when we can just shift a little bit and focus on our strengths and how do we lean into that even more to be more ourselves when we're fully in our own strengths. Yeah, Louise, that's uh, a lot of the work that I do and I teach about and within the healthcare model that I practice, a lot of doctors will focus on pathogenesis, which is the study of disease. Some of you may have taken that pathology one-on-one. And although it's helpful to understand disease processes and dis-ease within the body, we also, I feel like, have to focus on what's called saludogenesis. And this comes from the word salud, which we know means like good health to you. That's a, a greeting and a, a goodbye message. But salutogenesis is the study of health and where does health come from? And this is something, honestly, I didn't even learn about salutogenesis in school. I had to do my own research and my own understanding. And it's the study of, okay, how do we build health? How do we focus on what works within the body? Where is there ease? Where is there areas of easeful physiology? How do we study that? Because even in traditional chiropractic, we're studying tension and distortion in the spine and tight muscles and defense physiology. And that's great. It's important to understand maybe where growth is needed, but also how do we work with a system and actually honor where the system is 
is adapting well, even in the face of challenge. And that is the hallmark of network, you know, spinal chiropractic here is working with the body. And it's amazing how this metaphor, as you said, can go to any area of your life. Now, I think it's easy to default back because our, most of our brain is hardwired for survival in all the best ways we, we need that. But we also have a prefrontal cortex and higher brain as a human. And if we're able to actually train ourselves to focus on what's working within any form of system, the body, politics, the environment, coaching, whatever it is, the more we can actually grow that. Because as Tony Robbins says, where your focus goes, energy grows. I just imagine, like he said, taking that focus and and having that outlook on any area in our lives where mm -hmm. we can focus on where can we bring more ease? Where can we focus on the things that let's make things easy? Life is freaking hard. And so where can we put our focus on making things just a little more easy for us? It's just, oh yeah, it's beautiful. Well, mm -hmm. and it's easier to build on strengths that are there than to create from scratch. And so yes. if we can expand some of those stronger areas, when we do start to build, we have a stronger framework to work into. Yes, exactly, Nikki. And that you have to start with the foundations and you have to understand what the we can just call it systems. This is a study of system energetics, what resources exist and which of those resources are working well and how do we expand upon that? And it's amazing when you focus on that, how the quote unquote dysfunctional or diseaseful areas actually start to shift. If you ever look at birds flocking together or when women sync up on their cycles or schools of fish, that is essentially a biological entrainment of a whole system moving together and following the most efficient subsystem within that system. And that's that's what this work is about. Can I just say that's fucking fascinating. Right? <laughs> oh, we could geek out about this for hours. <laughs> I didn't, when I knew that we were going to talk about that, I'm like, well, what about your weaknesses? You're supposed to work on those. But mm -hmm. what you just said, like, mind blown, mind blown. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks, well, Sarah. And it makes you more adaptable, too. If you're stronger in those areas, you can adapt in the areas where you are less strong. Yeah. This is the thing I love about coaches. I feel like they get this form of reorganizational healing more than I think, honestly, people in my profession, which is fine, but it's really refreshing to have these conversations because people get it right. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And it's not that you disown or bypass the dysfunctional areas of your life. We have to acknowledge it, but there's a difference between acknowledgement and almost obsessing over it. So we have to play that fine line of like, okay, I acknowledge, you know, if I'm in a system of team members and I'm for me, rug rugby, for example, tackling was my quote unquote weak point, but something I was really good at was catching the ball and bursting into space and breaking the tackle line. So the more I focused on that and built up that energy and confidence, it was amazing how when I went to go practice tackling, that came much more effortlessly because I was able to blend the two. All right. I'm going to sports geek out for a minute because um, <laughs> I'm a college golf coach and I was thinking about, well, oh. you know, we need to focus on if they're struggling with their putting, we need to focus on that. If we're struggling with this shot, we need to focus on that, but it's all about feel. And so if you really mm. focus a little bit more on your strengths too, you're going to get a good feel there. Then you go over and putt. You might have a better, like uh, I have lack of a word to say here other than like, you know, aura. what feels, you know, what feels good. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, so, exactly. Sarah. That's, I'm going to change how I run practices. 
Yeah. Maybe you, you start with what's working. You start with those neural pathways that already exist for those athletes. And then you go and focus on maybe where there is, I don't even like to use the word weakness where there's just, it's different. So focus on that and then come back to what they do well and see what changes. Yeah. I'd say room for improvement. Yeah. Growth spaces. I like that Nikki growth spaces. Yes. Yeah, I call it your unstrengths. If you put so much energy into trying to develop those unstrengths, your return on energy investment is so low. When you can focus on those strengths, it's almost like it somehow it multiplies or it doubles Mm -hmm. and then doubles again and doubles again. And then you have the energy to spend on those things if you even need to. I think we go around often in our lives thinking that we just need to be strong in everything. Like, no, that's what community is for. That's what team is for. When we can focus on our strengths, we build our team full of people who are strong in different areas. And I think sometimes we get stuck in that. I have to be great at everything. Mm, That's exhausting. (laughs) Nikki, this reminds me of your favorite quote, which is where attention goes, energy flows. Yep. That's the, yep. That's the one. (laughs) I was going to, I was going to say the same thing because if you're focusing on what's wrong all the time, you start to feel like everything's wrong. Even stuff you do well. For sure. And I love that it's, it translates into every area of your life. I mean, I, I'm not an athlete, but within art and within, I was thinking as you were talking, my daughter and I take violin lessons together. Mm -hmm. And so I played cello as a child and through high school, and I have to retrain myself to hold the violin in a very different way than the cello. And so I have to relearn how to play vibrato. And I had it down and it was working. And then I got in my head and it stopped working. And so when I went back and started focusing on what I knew I did well, the vibrato has come back. I love that, Kim. And I, that hits home because my husband actually used to play cello as well. And his oh, sister, cool. so I guess my sister-in-law, um, she <laughs> plays viola and she actually mm-hmm. teaches it. And I, we love to geek out about the musical component because you don't just start with crazy scales and the vibrato and all the different things. You start with the notes and what comes easy and then build upon those foundations. Yeah, it's the building blocks. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to circle back to the question I had, because one, one of the things I find in the work that I do with people is it's often hard for them to get out of their head and into their body. And so I was just curious, Mel, what do you do when you run into a client that it's hard for them to get out of their head and into their body? What suggestions might you have? Yeah, I, so there's different phases in the nervous system that will actually give me indicators that someone is a very heady person. And so what I personally like to do is generally those people, although they can get into their head, they have a strong mental intelligence is what we call it. So there are a lot of gifts in that. So I will actually help them use those mental gifts. And I like to do sometimes visualization for those people, like imagine them using their mind, painting a picture within their body, and then integrating it into, for example, if someone is dealing with a lot of work stress and they're really in their head about it, generally that will manifest in the shoulders because they're taking on the responsibility of maybe team members that they don't want to, or their boss. And so I guess to answer your question, I would say if people can start to understand how different thoughts and parts of their mind, how they show up in the body, the first step is just becoming aware of it. And starting to cue those thoughts, like thinking about your shoulder 
oh, okay, I'm thinking about this, thinking about this, like, okay, what if I just think about my shoulder? And then once we can get that, and this is my husband, by the way, because he's an engineer. So I'm like, where do you feel that in your body? He's like, oh, I have to think about that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like the word feeling is just like, what does feeling mean? So I think using their gifts in the mental space and then slowly bringing it down, it's definitely takes more time. But again, how can we use their gifts of mental energy into what we call bioenergy, which is the energy of the body? And so visualization, having them maybe imagine a part of their body, and then eventually with practice, it becomes more integrated. I think that's something that probably as coaches, we all run into as well, or can run into with certain clients. And I was just curious what tips and tricks you had. So thanks. Yeah. I think to add to that, one more thing I just thought of is if you can get people to start to pay attention to their breath, um, most people, when they get really in that hamster wheel, they start to not breathe. And that's a big thing I focus on in my office is breath physiology and how different breathing patterns are going to manifest differently. And when we are in more defense physiology, our breathing patterns will change. So it depends on how the person's system evolves most efficiently. So they might be someone where they have to focus on their breath. They might have to focus on physical structure, or they might have to focus on a, a little bit of movement. Like they actually have to move their body to really integrate it. So it's all about, again, where is their body most expansive, most efficient, and bringing the mind to focus on that. We have clients that live in that space. As a questioner, I live in my head. So those things that you were talking about, Mel, is just like, yeah, absolutely. When we can integrate and pull back down into our bodies, we can really connect in a way that is just, yeah, it's just something else. It is. The other thing that was a good reminder of what we talked about earlier, it's a practice. It takes time. It's not mm -hmm. something that I'm going to be able to, again, wave that magic wand and it's going to be all perfect. Oh, great. Now I can live in my body. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's body mind. And eventually we start to discover that it's all one. Mm -hmm. and, and that practice is going to look different for everyone. So like for my husband, he is so in his body when he's playing rugby and when he's running and lifting weights, but when he's working as an engineer, you know, and for me, I'm in my body a lot. So sometimes I actually did have support coming into the mental space and having those cognitive awarenesses with him. So I think it's also finding okay, what is it that when I go into my body feels good? Not just taking a prescription like, oh, you, you should go for walks. Well, maybe that doesn't work. Maybe they need to like do boxing or something a little bit more intense to really bring in the mental focus into the body, if that makes sense. I love boxing. Yeah. <laughs> boxing. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Mel, what do you have going on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, a lot of our conversation, of course, has been around the body mind and growth. And one of the things that I've created for people is how to master anxiety within your body and actually start to understand how your body works. Because I feel as though when we can understand that, that does give us agency and autonomy over the healing process and within the healing process. So it's a free resource that people can download at my website, um, which is inspirelifechirocenter.com slash mastering anxiety. And it's actually a decently robust resource that's really, I think, healthy amount of pages, I'll call it. It's not your crazy hundred page ebook, but I have found these are some strategies and ways of understanding the human nervous system that really have impacted people's lives when it comes to that anxiety piece, like getting out of your head, getting out of that fight or flight and into your body and feeling like you are becoming a master of that experience. And where can we find you in the digital world? 
Well, I, I am millennial, so I am on the Instagram, Dr. <laughs> Mel Krug. It's Dr. Dot Mel Krug, M-E-L-K-R-U-G. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and yes, on TikTok. <laughs> and then my office is Inspire Life Cairo Center, all one word. And that's also on Facebook and Instagram. And I have to mention the podcast because I was just talking to Michael mm-hmm. about that. Yes. And our Inspire Life, the Inspire Life podcast. So we are on all platforms. I've been much bigger on YouTube as well. So I do a lot of teaching on YouTube. If people want to find more about these concepts we're talking about, I do deeper dives and our podcast is on there as well. So Michael's definitely the CEO of that project, but I have some episodes with me in it. So that's the Inspire Life podcast. And we're on Spotify, Apple, literally all the platforms. I don't know what he does, but he blasts it out to the universe. Let's listen to ours and theirs. It's It'll yes. go hand in hand. It and definitely does. If you want to know more about Network Spinal Chiropractic Care, definitely go to the YouTube channel because there's some great information there as well. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah. So I now- think it's time for the lightning round. I have all sorts of notes over here. I'm not even sure which question I'm going to ask. Well, she's Let's go, coach. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll start out serious. We'll work our way okay. to funny. Okay. What is the best part? of seeing someone heal through your support? Trust. Them having trust in me and me being a space holder for them in all the vulnerable parts that they go through in their healing journey. That was beautiful. That was more than beautiful. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, it's really hard to make me speechless. The fact that Sarah didn't speak right away speaks to how freaking awesome that response was. All right, I was trying to give the four extra seconds there. All right, what is the best part of doing a podcast with your brother? We like to have fun. And he's a really hard worker and he's very disciplined. So it's fun to talk about things that we both really enjoy and are inspired by. And the fact that we're related. I think a lot of people sometimes have challenges in their family. So I love that. I My brother's my best friend. That's my answer. My brother is my best friend and he makes me laugh and he's an amazing human being. That's really cool. <laughs> we didn't talk about this much today, but what is the best part of bodybuilding? This sounds crazy, but you coaches will probably get it waking up and being sore in the areas that you freaking worked the last day. And you're like, yes, I got those muscles. I'm really sore today in my quads because I squatted yesterday and it just, I'm like, yeah, I, I broke down those muscle cells. Like I did it. You're speaking Sarah's love language right now. (laughs) My love language. Follow-up question with that CrossFit, yay or nay? Depends. I don't really do CrossFit. I think that it is important to have CrossFit coaches to watch your alignment because I have seen people get injured. Mm -hmm. And I also think if you're doing it every day, you're not giving yourself enough rest and recovery unless you have really great strategies in place. I see a lot of people running on that sympathetic go, 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 go overtone and their their adrenals are just ready to break down. So I think as long as you have a coach and a community that is going to support you in alignment, because some of those moves are freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, that's I, my opinion. I completely agree. I had the greatest CrossFit box in Brooklyn, New York ever. And I haven't found one on the West coast. I like, so I completely agree. It's, and it's a plug to all of us. It's all about the coaching. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. Number four, what is the best part of going from adjusting people in your basement to having your own practice space? <laughs> <laughs> 
you all will have to, Siri, you can take a trip from California where you're on the West Coast. You're in yeah, California, coming, you said? Yeah, yep. Space. I, one of the, it's been my vision to have this beautiful homey space that has more space for more people to feel like we're not crammed in this little area of my house with a piano right next to you. Although that's kind of cool, but space and being able to do more of what I do and host classes, that's been big. So we've definitely had coaches come and talk about strategies, but just the space and the energy of the space. That's awesome. All right. Last one. Since you are in Minnesota, what is the best thing to come out of Minnesota? the grocery bag with handles, the pop-up toaster, or the snowblower? <laughs> you can't ask us that today. Do you know how much snow is on the ground? <laughs> You've got more snow there than I do here up in Winnipeg. So that's Wait. hilarious. <laughs> These oh, came man. out of Minnesota? Okay, oh, you like... wouldn't believe the list I got. I had about 13 things and those are the best three I could come up with. That's a lot. Okay, so. So the grocery bag with handles, the pop-up okay. toaster, or the snowblower? Honestly, I'm going to go with the grocery bag with handles because I don't use a toaster. I'm the person that puts the bread in the pan. And I have also never used a snowblower because my mom like didn't ever buy one. So I was the person shoveling the heck out of our driveway. You so, were just, you were getting out of your head and into your body. It was Exactly. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> so grocery bag with handles, even though I use canvas bags, so. And I was gunning for the toaster. <laughs> gunning for the snowblower. <laughs> I mean, I would say from a chiropractic perspective, snowblower all the way. People need to quit with the shovels. You just get, get a snowblower. Stop breaking your back. Unless you are going to squat and lift. Yes, there is, you do not want to yeah, lift and twist. No, no, no. You do not want to twist and throw. You want to squat and lift. Or you could just move to California and there's no snow <laughs> yet. Yet. We'll see what happens this year. <laughs> Thank you for being our fastest lightning round to date. Woo! I'm going to throw it over to Nikki. <laughs> Dr. Mel, thank you so much for pulling up a chair with us today. It has been amazing talking with you as always. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I'm sad it's ending. I kind of am too. Listeners, thank you for pulling up a chair and joining our conversation. We see you. We love you. And until next time, remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts. <laughs>